Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Every time we hear of a shooting in the news, on the media, there is always a set standard thing that they pull out and it's always gun control, gun control, gun control. It's almost like we have a bunch of guns running around out of control (laughs) and we need to get them under control. So gun control, it's, I mean, it's like they can these things way ahead of time waiting for the next story. And then as soon as there's something that happens, then they bring out gun control and we need to get rid of guns. We need to get them under control. And of course, here at Uncommon Sense, we like to dig into the truth. We don't like to just simply go off emotions. We want to go off of facts and we like to dig for the truth. So that kind of led me to an article here, which I really liked. And this is from the Daily Wire and a con, con, uh, Sharif Khan. And it starts out this way. It says, in the wake of recent tragedies, the tired refrain from the left to ban gun ownership has reared its dogmatic head for the umpteenth time. It seems the legacy media and the left can find no other solution to curb crime and violence. Instead, they can only stamp their feet and demand a massive redaction or outright embolishment of the Second Amendment with little to no regard for facts or objective reality. And again, that's kind of my point. Uh, Lost in all the hysterics and uh, sophistry is just how effective a deterrent legal gun ownership is against crime. Though often buried by the left, countless studies and data point to uh, that being decidedly true. In fact, here's how an unusual city ordinance passed in a suburb outside of Atlanta, Georgia, proved just that. And before we go on, uh, the podcast today is not really going to be on our Second Amendment right as much. Uh, We've we've done that and we will continue to do that, I'm sure, in the future. But but this is going to be a little more on what, what would happen if you were required to own a gun, <laughs> uh, and, and, and let me say from the top, I am not for uh, ordinances and laws that are unenforceable. So I don't know if I if I had been on the on the city council uh, at the time that, that this was done, uh, if I would have voted for this because unenforceable laws are are not my not, not my favorite, um, but. Uh, but it is interesting to see what happened in the simple fact that it did happen. Uh, the Crenshaw City Ordinance is what we're talking about here. Uh, while Crenshaw, Georgia has grown quite a bit with the addition of Crenshaw State University, in 1982, it was a relatively quiet suburb of Atlanta with a population of about 5,000. At the time, Crenshaw City Council decided to pass an ordinance requiring all heads of households to possess a firearm at home. Uh, It began as a somewhat symbolic effort to protest the outright ban on handgun ownership in Morton Grove, Illinois. This new ordinance, however, 
would lead to the um, startling results in crime reduction. Professor Gary Kleck, an lauded criminologist and professor uh, emeritus at uh, Florida State University, detailed the outcome of the city ordinance in a 1988 study for the academic journal Social Problems that included an 89% decrease in burglaries. Yeah, you heard what I said, 89%. Uh, Quote, finally, the deterrent effect of civilian gun ownership is supported by the experience of Crenshaw, Georgia, a suburb of Atlanta with a 1980 population of 5,095. To demonstrate their disapproval of a ban on handgun ownership passed in Morton Grove, Illinois, the Crenshaw City Council passed a city ordinance requiring heads of households to keep at least one fire alarm, a fire alarm, firearm in their homes. They probably have, uh, you know, ordinances on fire alarms as well. Uh, In the seven months following passage of the ordinance, uh, which was March 15th of 82 to October 31st of 82, there were only five reported residential burglaries compared to 45 in the same period of the previous year, a 89% decrease. This drop was far in excess of the modest 10.4% decrease in the burglary rate experienced by Georgia as a whole from, from 81 to 82, uh, the, the 6.8% decrease for South Atlantic states. I mean, you, you could go down, basically what he's saying here, without getting lost in all the numbers, because that's not good for a podcast, right, um, is that, that it, it did not match. The 89% was far and wide a much greater decrease than what we were seeing in the state of Georgia, other states around it, the population as a whole in the United States. I mean, the United States in that time was was down 7%. We're talking 89% decrease here. Of course, this is you know just one of many examples that Kleck provides in his innumerable studies on the subject of legal gun ownership as a highly effective deterrent against crime. In the same study, Kleck noted that subway robberies decreased by 43% in New York City. And this was after an armed citizen used a handgun to wound four robbers. Kleck was quick to point out that there may have been, you know, some collaborative value to, um, to the finding that the you know initial increase in police presence was probably a factor as well. Still, such transparency and academic rigor only bolstered his comprehensive research. So, I mean, I, I would stop here and say, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that the increased presence of police on the subway at that time probably contributed as well. But uh, you know, in in a day and age now. When we see defund the police and 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 less of a police presence, may, doesn't that also show the fact that you know we're heading the wrong direction if we want crime to go down? Um, elsewhere in the study, collect details how in 1967 the Orlando Police Department trained some 2,500 women in the use of firearms after a spike 
in sexual assaults. As a result, incidences of rape plummeted by, again, 89% in Orlando. And while the rape rate remained constant in the rest of Florida and in the United States, now, not only did training a large number of women in the proper use of firearms act as a massive deterrent against sexual assaults, Kleck noted that it prevented other criminal activity as well, pointing out that it also led to a substantial drop in burglaries throughout the city. Kleck's tireless research going back decades along, alongside Crenshaw's unusual but effective city ordinance demonstrates time and again that a citizen population trained in the proper use of firearms serves as an effective deterrent against violence and crime. Far from being some you know, antiquated study, Kleck's findings on the Crenshaw City Ordinance are as true today as ever, is what uh, the article goes on to say. Unfortunately, some details are often buried and hidden or simply discarded by the Lexi media in their dogged effort to ban firearms. Uh, writing in uh, and for the Foundation for Economic Education, Lawrence W. Reed argues that liberty, and I want you to hear this, liberty isn't the only thing likely to be lost when gun laws are passed to appease emotions over reason. Wow. Wow. I mean, isn't you know that quote right there one of the best quotes I've heard in a long time. Let's 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 hear that again. Liberty isn't the only thing likely to be lost when gun laws are passed to appease emotions over reason. Man, that is so very good. Reed then asks in the exhausting decades-long debate, how many lives are actually saved by gun ownership? Now isn't that different than what we hear in 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 the main mainstream media today? Today, you know, we hear of a shooting or whatever, and it's it's oh man, how many lives would have been saved if we had just banned guns? But what about the other uh, the, the other side of the coin? How many lives are actually saved by gun ownership? A compelling question. The grandstanders and ideologues on the left refuse to acknowledge or answer. He offers some noteworthy facts, which, at the very least, you know, foster an additional discussion on the merits of gun ownership. So for those that are listening at home <laughs> and taking notes, here is some interesting facts. Here are some interesting facts. Guns prevent an estimated 2.5 million crimes a year, or 68 149 every day. Can you can, can that just sink in for a second? We're talking about almost 7,000 crimes a year that guns prevent. Most often, the gun is never fired and no blood, including the criminals, is shed. Every year, 400,000 life-threatening violent crimes are prevented using firearms. That's almost half a million. 60% of convicted felons admitted that they avoided committing crimes when they knew the victim was armed. 
40% of the convicted felons admitted that they avoided committing crimes when they thought the victim might be armed. Felons report that they avoid entering homes where people are at home because they fear being shot. Fewer than 1% of firearms are used in the commission of a, of a crime. The Heritage Foundation also provides an extensive database of Americans uh, who successfully defend their liberties, lives, and livelihoods with the lawful use of a firearm. The database is reinforced by the findings of the CDC and provides conclusive evidence contrary to all the hubris, hoodwinking uh, of the of the anti-gun crusaders. Um, I, I love this. It says, uh, uh, quote, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the Heritage Foundation continues, almost every major study on defense gun use has found that Americans use their firearms defensively between half a million and three million times a year. There's no good reason to believe that most defensive gun uses are never reported uh, to the law, to law enforcement, much less picked up by the local you know, news outlets. Uh, it highlights just a fraction of the incredible number of times Americans re- uh, relied on the Second Amendment not the government getting there on time to protect their inalienable rights. Despite the limitations on data, these confirmed cases of defensive gun use help provide that the good guy with a gun is not a myth, but an integral part of American society. So again, what I've heard from a lot of liberals on this uh, is that they will say, well, you know, we don't really need guns in today's day and age. Our founding fathers, you know, they put together the Second Amendment way back when. And, you know, we don't really need uh, it for more in hunting. In fact, we don't, probably don't even really need it for hunting anymore because you don't really want to kill Bambi. And so, you know, we don't really need guns anymore. And, you know, we've just, we've kind of grown past that. And and, and especially now with the, with the police departments that we have, you know, you, all you have to do is just call 911. Boom, police are there. We don't have to worry about a gun, uh, you know, uh, in, in a defensive posture. Um, but then on the other hand, they're saying defund the police. We don't need them anymore. Uh, maybe we'll send out a social worker, which is actually part what, what's happening here in the Northwest. Uh, they're replacing uh, police uh, departments with, with social worker departments. Um, the article goes on and says, uh, finally, Amy Swearer of the Daily Signal gives a wise summation of legal gun ownership after providing an extensive list of Americans who successfully defended themselves with a firearm in one month alone. The exercise of Second Amendment rights in defense of self or others is not a rare or extraordinary event, but a daily occurrence in the lives of ordinary Americans doing ordinary things. So what about the constant specter of mass shootings? Well, uh, Charles C. W. Cook's brilliant uh, 2018 essay uh, for the National Review, written in the wake of the El Paso shootings, is providing to be a present, you know, a, a real precedent-setting piece on the on the pressing issue of mass shootings and gun control. To to be sure, Cook is you know quick to denounce the El Paso shooter as a you know white supremacist, young white supremacist man, uh, compelled by, you know, an orant 
um, you know, villainous ideology. I mean, he, he just, he was evil. All right. And, and Cook, however, uh, admittedly refuses to cede to the overture from the left that, you know, such horrific events, such as the, um, you know, indictment against the U.S., United States as a whole, uh, and by extension, of course, the Second Amendment, um, is the problem. Now, um, is it, he says, now as ever, the quality of a free society is measured by how that society protects its liberties when they have been uh, abused, not by how well it celebrates them when they are uh, under no strain. What happened in El Paso was an unconscionable disgrace. And when we have finished reflecting upon it, we should exert great effort uh, in uh, considering how we might prevent its like from happening again. But if we turn against our strengths in the process, we will achieve a uh, fiery victory at best and at worst end up dismantling our inheritance for a um, mess of pottage is as he puts it now basically what he's saying is don't throw the baby out with the bathwater i mean that that's what he's he's trying to get at in other words we have a, a second amendment right here to uh to have our firearms and this is a very good thing this is obviously with all the data that we can we can look at this is what prevents crime is when more people have guns when the good guy has a gun the bad guys are going to be restrained. Um, but when there is, when when the bad guys do end up doing, let's say, let's say there's a mass shooting or whatever the case may be, if you're then saying, okay, well, let's throw all the guns away because we had this instance, then you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. This is not the tact to take. We look at what at how it happened. We look at how we can prevent it from happening in the future. But we don't say, okay, let's just throw everything out. If if that was the case, then if somebody, which the hammers are used multiple times a year, many times a year to kill people, we don't we don't see any anybody calling for hammer control. So we know that it's not the gun that we should be trying to get rid of. It is we need to look at what it, what is causing these things, and one of the things we need to do is we need to make sure that that the security is there with people with 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 the general citizenry having guns themselves all right cook goes on and he he also cites the findings of the rand corporation whose uh, relevant academic research uh, failed to find a single gun control policy that has been proven to reduce mass shootings in the united states at the time do, do, do you understand what, 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 what is being said here? When the media calls for gun control and when your liberal politician calls for gun control and getting rid of guns and, and restricting guns even more, whenever, whenever there is a mass shooting or whenever something's happened like this, some tragedy, they are using that for their own purposes to try to get rid of guns, which is what they want to do. And yet, you cannot find a single gun control policy that has been proven to reduce mass shootings in the United States. Not a single one. It, 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 
if if you if you look at I don't care the the latest one you look at you look at the latest shooting um, any of the gun control policies that that are now being uh, touted as what we should now adopt would not have prevented that shooting take any shooting you want and it it would not have and, and they say well you know, th- this was just an outlier or whatever they're all outliers because gun control does not work. As um, as frightening as mass shooting, shootings are, they do not contribute in any statistic uh, in, in any statistically significant way to the supporting data on gun violence. It's staggering and tragic of a spectacle, um, but but the data just does not prove it. Uh, in in uh, 2018. UC Davis Health reported that mass shootings contribute to only, get this, 0.2% of the total firearm deaths. Mass shootings are one-fifth of 1% of total firearm shootings. More importantly, firearm-related homicides are far below the peak that occurred almost 50 years ago in 1974, according to the Pew Research Center. Uh, On a per capita basis, there were 12 gun deaths per 100,000 people in 2017, the highest rate in more than two decades, but still well below the 16.3 gun deaths per 1,000 people in 1974, the highest rate in CDC's online database. Sadly, suicides, and this uh, this is important here, Sadly, suicides dominate the majority of firearm deaths, indicating, once again, far deeper and malignant issues in our nation that, that so many refuse to consider or acknowledge. You see, if you, if you look at gun violence and, and the gun violence uh, data, uh, much of gun violence is suicide. It's not homicide. It's suicides. And... If you take those numbers out, because, you know, those people would, if, if they're committed to committing suicide, they're going to do that one way or another. And, and you know, if they don't have availability of a gun, they'll do it in, in, in another way. Um, and and if you if you take those suicide numbers out, the the gun violence numbers go way, way down. And, and it's it's a, almost a completely different story. Um, you know, that. That something is 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 simple as a city ordinance requiring gun ownership would dramatically cause the crime rate to plummet should be evidence enough on the merits of firearms as a deterrent. Yet, you know, the fatiguing, dogmatic refrains opposed to the Second Amendment continue to drown out common sense, uh, let alone actual data and evidence. As this shrill chorus continues to grow, one can't help but conclude that many on the left stand in opposition to the very idea of America itself. And I would concur with that statement. You see, we we have a Second Amendment right for a reason. And when you look at good guys with a gun, good guys with a gun are going to thwart um, so many crimes, and and if you're taking those away, and we're not we're not talking we're, we're not even talking about you know government tyranny or 
or you know the, the fact that that you know our citizenry ha- has guns it, it keeps your government in check and 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 all this there and we're not talking about any of that e- e- even here on the podcast this time we're just simply talking about what um we're, we're talking about gun violence and what can actually help in that epidemic we can, we we know that there's things that can help when it comes to the rates of gun violence and one of those are people have guns good guys with guns and another one um is is not taking away those guns and so when we, we when we hear this refrain time after time after time of we need more and more and more gun control in order to keep us safe what's actually happening is the opposite when gun control uh, policies are put into place more people die and so we need to look at actually what happens we need to look at the data we need to look at the reality and 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 the science of it all and then say okay this is how if you really want to do something if you really if you were trying to get away from politics and you're trying to get away from all the all that rhetoric rhetoric and you really want to narrow it right down to what actually benefits and helps the problem and saves lives well it's not gun control and that i would love to hear from you about if you you may disagree with me on this you may agree with me i would love to hear from you you can always go to our facebook page you can go to our instagram um, but even better yet you can go directly to us at our website and our website is uncommonsensepodcast.com you can go there you can you can uh, purchase mer- merchandise that helps us uh, support the program you can always go on to itunes and, and other places and you can leave uh, a a five star and 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 a, a review in that case we would love uh, for you to support the podcast in that way and again thank you for listening